W-A-Y-L, St. Augustine, W-A-T-Y, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. This is Bible League International. In this season of giving, would you remember that 9 of 10 new believers in the regions of Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America go without what's so basic to the Christian faith, and that is having a Bible? Everyone wants to read the Bible, but many of them will be sharing a single Bible. If you were among those numbers, you would pray that someone, anyone, would bring you a Bible. When I receive Bible from the church, and I really love to read and read it, read it again, and because of those reading, God is really blessing my heart. Truth Radio listeners, you have blessed 600 Bibleist believers around the world. Our goal is 1,200. We need to wrap up this week, so please, at $5 a Bible, $100 since 20, would you pray about it? And then make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give at ilovethetruth.com. I've seen people being changed by reading the Scripture. Giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. In this final week, call 800-YES-WORD or give at ilovethetruth.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes alongside Doug McCary coming to you live on this Tuesday afternoon, December 5th. Glad you have tuned in today. If you're new to SWAT, maybe you're wondering what does SWAT stand for? Doug, I had an opportunity today to visit with somebody about SWAT and just kind of, hey, what does it mean? SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're fact looking forward to our Bible study tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If you uh, are not involved in a just a, a Bible study with some men, I want to encourage you to go to SWATradio.com. Check out the meetings tab. You'll see where we meet around the city as Doug exposits the word. Mm. And then we get on here every afternoon and uh, just dig into it a little deeper and uh, really talk not just about the text, but we talk about how we apply it. And uh, anyway, good to be with you, brother. Yeah, it's good to have you back in here. And you're about to have another grandchild, aren't you? I am. I I am very excited about it. Um, Always Always look forward to a new grandbaby. How many new, will this be for you? This will be number 10. Good gracious. And, uh, and I thought, you know, I have seven. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, between eight kids, seven grandkids, I'm thinking we got a lot. You got 10. Yes. Although, 10. see, I've got eight and seven. You only have four. Five and eight. Oh, five, five and eight. eight. Right? So 13. Yeah. Or so five I, and 10. Excuse five, me. Yeah. No, you're at 15 then. So oh, you're, right. So yeah. we're tied. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're kind of tied, exactly. right? Equal chaos, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. We had, uh, in fact, I, I'd sent you a text earlier saying, hey, I may be out tomorrow because I have a feeling we will uh, have a new grandbaby tomorrow. And so uh, y- y- you know what that means, Doug. That yeah. means uh, Vic and I will be tasked with watching yeah. um, seven or eight of them yeah. on our own. By the way, they, they were over yesterday because uh, Sarah had to go in for a, just a her routine weekly visit yeah. with her uh with her doctor and so they come over you know i get you know at our age we get on the ground with these kids i don't have as much trouble getting down to the ground yeah it's getting up from the ground uh you know with with five or six of them crawling all over you now mm-hmm. i wouldn't trade it for the world love it but it just exposes the fact that i am not in the kind of shape that i need to be in yes so uh anyway well, well, I uh, I'm 
pray for Sarah. Hope that Thank you. Uh, that uh, did they know what it is yet? Yes, it's uh, another boy. Okay, so how this, many boys? This will be this will be Five, six boys. Oh my, God. six boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Brad, you are gonna have your hands full. But hey, you you have your own basketball team. Oh, you 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 you've <clears throat> almost got enough for a soccer team. I mean, a, 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 do a flag football team. Totally, there, so. totally. I, I don't know if you have this with your grandsons or granddaughters, for that matter. Because uh, you have how many grandsons and I grand- got I got uh, five grandsons, two granddaughters. Okay, so similar same family setup that they have five boys, yeah. two girls, and uh, of course you got then you got Ben and Rachel who have uh, Graham and uh, Ellie. So there a total of three girls and six boys, soon to be seven boys, but. Mm. I have this. Do you have these like traditions? When I know you guys do a camp in the summer. Where do we we do poppy camp? Poppy camp. That's yeah. that's right. So uh, maybe I call it easy and OG camp. Yeah. But uh, whenever they come over, we have we have a race, a running contest in the front yard. It's kind of their the final uh, thing we do before they load up in their van and head home is I race them across the yard. And and of course, anybody that knows me knows I've always got my Lucchese boots on. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It is not good for the back to run across the ground, you know, uh, but it it usually ends with a tackle, you know, a pile on. Did you ever do that when you were kids growing up? You know, pile on. Oh yeah. We, we, uh, dog pile. Yeah. Or, or, (laughs) you know, uh, what was it? Uh, kill the man with the with the ball yeah. um what, what what is it called where we used I know, to what did we do that um we can't remember I know. Hey, how call, old give we me are. a text somebody somebody some brother Dog out pile, there will, uh, what was it called man <laughs> exactly. we, we would all Whoever jump had on the ball yes. you went after him yeah. and you piled on well that's yeah. kind of what uh what our tradition is at home i don't know vicky tells me i don't know how long you can do that mm. so well as long as i can i'll keep doing it but uh yeah. anyway it's creeping up on us uh, yeah hey um I, I uh if you're just tuning in first of all thank you for listening to swat radio swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and every monday through wednesday we just go over text and and during the uh, second third and fourth segments of the program first segment we usually talk about things going on in our world and um and then uh you know, obviously the war is still going on with Hamas. Uh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for that. Um, as far as other things, uh, our country is in a mess uh, leadership-wise. We, you know, we, we got an election coming up, but it, it's really, it, it's it's really a struggle, Brad, to see who is going yeah. to lead um, this country. Because uh, right now, it, it, you you got you know, ever they're throwing everything they can at Trump to try to keep him out. But he is the one clearly walking away right now with the most support mm-hmm. on the Republican side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's not a Democratic candidate out there that I would even allow to be my dog sitter. <laughs> so, I mean, like, um, and, and it has nothing to do with what party you're part of. It just has to do with uh, the policies are terrible. They I really don't, don't like them. They but, really are. But a lack of leadership. Uh, yes, I have to go to this place. It's why we have the FSU thing going on. Because, and it, it is called a double standard. Brad, yeah. would you agree that in politics in the last five years, we've seen double standards? Oh, my 
goodness. So somebody put this out. I thought it was really funny. I shared it on social media. Two SEC teams struggled to score. It's called a great defensive game. Two ACC teams struggle to score. Their offense is horrible. <laughs> it's cool when they do it, but it's a problem when I do it. Does that sound familiar? Yes, it does. The SEC is the best conference. The ACC is the weakest. They played 10 games this year head-to-head. ACC won six of the games. SEC only won four. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Um, oh, they beat some weak teams in the SEC conference, but you guys said you were the strongest conference. <laughs> what happened to that, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Iron Bowl, supposed to be this great game, and it was. Auburn should have won that game. Hmm. Up until the very yeah. last second, it was fourth and 31. No odds maker in America would have given Alabama a chance to win that game. So it pretty much was a miracle win there at the end, which is fine. Listen, that's yeah. the game of football. Yeah. But when questioned about it, Alabama responded, well, good teams find a way to win. <laughs> well, how about them Seminoles, 13-0? and 0, They found a way to win without their star quarterback. Again, it's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. So, um, you know, the whole thing on this that's so disturbing, Brad, is what do you tell those young kids who are, who are so uh. excited over in Tallahassee who grow up wanting to be a Seminole and they see their team that they love and support go 13-0 and 0, and they watch them in the polls and they go, well, wait a minute, they don't get to play for the national championship? Yeah. Oh, they're not good enough. Well, but their <laughs> record is better than the – you have – Two teams with losses that are ahead of them. Oh, but mm -hmm. they're better teams. But they got losses. They didn't win all their games. Well, they didn't play as good a schedule. Really? Have you seen Alabama's schedule? They played Middle Tennessee State. That's a powerhouse, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. You look at some of these <clears throat> schools. So, they, you got to admit, Alabama played three teams like that. Florida State played one. Right. They played North Alabama. Everybody, I get one. But three, Alabama right. played three teams like that. They almost got beat by five and six, but they got to be in there. And listen, if you want to oh, say absolutely. because they won the SEC, yeah. you want to put them in there, fine. But don't put Texas in there. Well, that's, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And it kind of goes back. I'm glad to hear you mentioned it yesterday. There's going to be eight teams, I guess, next year. Twelve. Or Twelve. Twelve. That's a lot. I, you know, I'm not saying we have to go to that extreme. You know, and I think your point is spot on. What does it say to these kids? I mean, we are always, you know, I feel like, um, you know, it, it's it's so sports has become so much about the individual achievement mm -hmm. rather than the team effort or the the mm -hmm. team's achievement. Listen, mm -hmm. there's there there's no argument that there are levels of um, of uh, excellence i guess mm -hmm. uh, individually I, I realize there are running backs there are quarterbacks there are linemen that are at just another level mm -hmm. uh, with other teams or with other even teammates but if you're on a team then you should be rewarded as a team not as an and, and granted I'm, I'm all for the heisman trophy i'm all for these individual accomplishments but at the end of the day, it's a team. And, and to your point, what does it say to these kids who are, who will never play pro ball, mm -hmm. 
they they are part of a team and uh, if we're not if we're not recognizing them as a team mm-hmm. and to your point third string quarterback they still you know rise to the occasion and have a victory mm-hmm. you remember it used to be hey we got a w we got a w mm. um <laughs> what, what does the w mean if it if you have 13 w's and zero l's i don't know it just seems well, do you like know that who, should you, be you know jj watt right? yes of course so jj watt came out on social media yesterday and said emergency six team playoff Michigan and Washington get a bye. Random draw to determine matchup between Texas, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida State. Like, think about that. They they could come out literally this week and say, you know what? We realize this was a gross oversight. We sh- we, we we should have looked a little better at it. Yeah. We have the ability to make this change. We'll do it. We will make two of the bowl games that are, are one of the bowl games that was going to be just a regular one. We're now elevating that. We're going mm-hmm. to do an emergency 16 playoff. Do you think anybody would have a problem with that? No, no. I don't, I don't think, think so. They would. I don't think so. No. Um. <laughs> because look at Georgia. Georgia got beat by a team in the bowl yeah. in the championship playoff. Right. And they were number one. Right, exactly. And they didn't get beat bad. Yeah. Right. They barely got beat. Right. And so Georgia's got a contention, too. So it, it really is, you know, uh, it, it is a mess this year. And all they have to do is do what J.J. Watt said, mm-hmm. emergency 16 <laughs> or a playoff and give Michigan and Washington a bye. But you, you got Michigan. So let me ask you this. You got Michigan, Washington. You're saying give them a bye because they're undefeated. Well, Florida State's undefeated. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they get a bye? I mean, we were talking about this. We talked about it a little yesterday. Vic and I actually talked about it that night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that maybe, I don't know if maybe the TCU thing last year uh, changed the way they look at this because mm-hmm. TCU obviously was undefeated and. Well, I take that back. Were they undefeated? I don't know that they were I don't know. Undefeated. I don't think they were. They had one loss. I think I they lost in they, the championship. Yeah, they did, the but Big they 12. still ended up going. Right. Yeah. I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah. So, uh, well. <laughs> all that to say, if we were in charge, it'd be different, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> hey, listen, it'd be a lot different in a lot of things if we were in charge, but uh, well, not that and, it'd be and right. again, but. we said this yesterday, God is sovereign over yes, it all. Yes, he is. It doesn't mean it's right just because he's sovereign. Sometimes he lets bad things happen yeah. to surface truth <laughs> and surface corruption and surface politics and other stuff. That's right. So, That's anyway. right. Well, good point. Glad you tuned in today. We'll take a quick break. We will be right back. You can call us this afternoon at 844-777-7928. Love to hear from you. See you soon. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, serving San Marco at 91.7. It's almost Christmas time, everybody. I can't wait. I left the lights up all year round. I just couldn't bear the thought of taking them down. I've been singing Jingle Bell. Since July, all the neighbors look at me like I'm crazy, but I, I got a feeling that I just can't shake. You see, it's lasted 364 days, and now I'm too excited. I can't sleep. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Glad you tuned in this afternoon. No, this is not sports talk, but uh, you know, we usually take the first segment, just dive into what's happening in our in our uh, in our world, and uh, obviously. Doug, you are a big Florida State fan. Well, now. you know, you've got a child well, no, that goes there. No, but. <laughs> well, you know, but it's not necessarily even that. No, and Lori I know. and I were talking I about it. It's just what's right. Yeah, no, you're it, absolutely it, right. It, the, the problem is, if you, you mean to tell me, let's say the role was reversed, mm-hmm. and let's say Nick Saban won, but he was down to his third string quarterback, right? And he was undefeated. <laughs> And they said, well, sorry, you're not going to be... Now, they wouldn't do it to Alabama, but see, that's the problem. Right. It shouldn't be because of your school name. It should be because of what you did that year. And and we're again, we're not talking about a team that played a bunch of no names. They beat number five LSU to start the season off. Mm -hmm. One of the guys who's the Heisman Trophy candidate, they beat. By the way, Alabama won and won against... LSU the last two years, Florida State two and zero against LSU the last two years. So you know you can sit there and you want to knock the ACC, Clemson, Dabo Sweeney, mm-hmm. they put a whooping on Alabama a few years ago. Right. So it's 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 just it's about what's right. Now yes, mm-hmm. my daughter goes there. Right. To be honest with you, I always hated Florida State. <laughs> I wasn't. I the dun, nah, nah, right. nah, And you and I were talking about it before we came up. Yeah. It is the greatest and the worst cheer ever because yeah. it's yeah. the greatest if you're like it, yeah. if you're for them. But if you're against them, 
you get so irritated right, by it. It's right. got to wear on the players. Right? Well, I've got a lot of dear friends that are Florida State fans. We got a, we have a number of SWAT brothers who are big Florida State fans, and so I agree with you. I think that there is, uh, you know, you were listening to something there on the break. It made me think about the fact that it is really all about the money, you yeah. know. And again, back to what is it that we are. What are we valuing in, in society today, you know? And, you know, I, I love sports because I feel like sports in in a small way still holds on to some of the things that we we value. We've, we value mm-hmm. discipline, hard work, mm-hmm. accomplishments, and those kind of things. But yeah. uh, goodness gracious. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it's going to be, <clears throat> believe it or not, it's going to be, it's going to be talked about. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, "Tell you it's all TCU's fault. We got bumped. If they would have played decent last That's year, exactly. we'd be in there." Man. No, I and, and, and to be honest, I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, I I, I completely <laughs> Come on, agree. The Horn Frogs, man, they let us all down. Well, and you know, and even talking about the fact they had one loss and still got in. And now they weren't. I think they were number four. Yeah, and so and that's really I think well anyway we'll yeah we I, by right, the way so, so we'll transition how about our Jaguars though yeah a little disappointing last yeah night. it was but you know I, I'm just glad that Trevor Lawrence is really not that seriously injured it mm-hmm. was an ankle sprain uh, instead of something a lot worse uh, it, it looked pretty <laughs> painful you could tell he was in a lot of pain well I hate uh, to admit um, I fell asleep by the oh, end of the first quarter yeah. uh, woke up at one o'clock and. Uh, checked saw that we lost went right back to bed yeah uh, hey i'm a big fan i'm proud of the jaguars well they did year. you know what the the fans were really engaged last night weren't they it was it was kind of fun to yeah. watch yeah um but anyway well enough about football let's get to the text let's we're getting it. to mark chapter one hey by the way this is what makes us a little different you know uh i still remember <laughs> when we shot the uh the little promo video we did you said we may talk about football we may talk about you remember that uh, i do gosh don't remind <laughs> and, me of that and, uh, is that still and, out there yeah it is and then we but then we come around to the word of god and because this i'll tell you i'm gonna give you a proud dad moment i shared with Lori um because i was in a i was looking i was in a gun shop uh talking to some people and they i knew they were military so i said you ain't guys marines and one of them said uh yeah uh, I'm a Marine. The other guy said, well, I'm Army. And uh, so I, I said, uh, just introduce myself, start talking to him. And um, and I'm telling him about Ryan, my son, who's in the military now. Mm-hmm. He's active. Um, uh, serving. Air Force, right? Yeah, yeah, he's serving in the Air Force. And he was serving a particular unit, and I was just telling him about it. And then um, a few minutes later, the one guy goes, what's your son's name? I said, Ryan. He goes, I listened to him. Oh, really? he's, a, I, he's got a podcast, a Christian podcast, right? And I said, he does. And he goes, yeah, I've been listening to him for about a year. Good for and, him. And uh, it was one of those proud dad moments. You just go, he's having an impact. Yeah, exactly. Because here this kid is. Yeah. You know, um, this guy's he's getting out of the military. I told him I'd mm. pray for him. Mm. He's wanting to get in the FBI now. And I don't know why. But no, yes. but, but well, no, but anyway, he's, we but, need some but he served, you know, he served in the FBI, I mean, in mm-hmm. the, in the military, but I was so thankful because he said it, it really encouraged him and it was, it was good. 
it was just it's just like such a small world Mm -hmm. like this guy's from Mm -hmm. georgia and i'm here in jacksonville and he just happened to be in there at that moment right and so it was it was one of those encouraging moments because our faith should impact our lives outside of the church building outside of our church or or bible study gatherings Mm -hmm. we talked about that last time and and so you're you're never off you you don't check out of being a, a follower of Jesus, and you know this week's title of our our, our time this week is no easy day, and Jesus had um, come out of the synagogue. We talked about this yesterday about how our faith has to be active in our homes, and he healed Simon's mother-in-law, and uh, and we just kind of went through that. We're in Mark chapter one, and. Um, we, we covered verses 29 through 31 yesterday. And, uh, Brad, I think I'm going to have you read, just so people who might be tuning in first time, read 29 through 34. Yeah, let's do and, it. And we'll talk about that. Um, and, and it's uh, Jesus, just to give context real quick, Jesus had been in the uh, synagogue of Capernaum, uh, Capernaum, one of the largest cities on the Sea of Galilee. It was a business hub for exporting fish and millstones and other stuff and peter lived there with his mother-in-law james and john were there with them and uh, there's a house where brad and i both stood and watched over the ruins of where they really believed they found writings that would indicate that was peter's house and this is where this all took place and so jesus comes from the synagogue after casting out a demon and he's going to have the shabbat meal at Peter's house, and when he get there, he gets there. Peter's mother-in-law is sick, so read one twenty-nine through thirty-four. Yeah, and immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Now, this is the very words of God that Brad read. And as we look this week at the Messiah here doing this uh, continuing ministry that is going way beyond what most people would do. The Shabbat, he's supposed to be resting, but he's not resting. He's preaching, he's teaching, he's casting out demons, he's healing people. And he comes to Peter's house to have the Shabbat meal, and the mother-in-law is sick. And we saw that the, the Messiah has his ministry authority um is revealed in that he has authority over disease because he basically cast the the disease out. He told the disease to leave. He can command anything at any time because that's the authority he has. And it says he took her by the hand, lifted her up. We know from the Luke passage that he uh, he told it, he rebuked it, and she was healed instantly. And we didn't get into it a lot yesterday, Brad, but. We're going to talk a little bit about healing because um, 
we have a lot of fake healers, not faith healers, fake healers Mm -hmm. in our country and in the world. Um, uh, they have, um, they have taken advantage of people. It has been a financial, um, it's been a financial thing for them. Uh, and so, uh, we're going to look at that when we come back and talk about this healing, but Jesus healed completely and instantly, which is a far cry from what we see on TV with, you know, Benny Hinn, uh, Creflo Dollar, um, you know, some of these, the Kenneth Copeland, uh, some of these fake healers uh, that are out there that, you know, remember old Ernest Angley? I don't know if you remember him. I don't. That name doesn't uh, ring a bell. Yeah, Ernest Angley, Angley um, and others that basically claim to have the gift of healing, but they only manifest it on psychosomatic diseases or or things that really aren't measurable. They're not walking up and down hospital aisles. And so uh, we'll come back after the break, and we're going to look at this text as Jesus moves from healing the fever to casting out demons because his authority, he's already cast out demons, but he's going to do more demons. He's, he's going to, more demons are going to be fleeing these people, which is good news for them, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they're, they were all over the place, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hey, if you want to call in this afternoon, we love to uh, take your calls, 844-777-7928. Again, 844-777-SWAT. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. I'm John Scott. Israeli forces have closed in on the city of Khan Yunus in the Gaza Strip, engaging in close combat with Hamas fighters in what could be a decisive battle of the two-month war. Meanwhile, Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas says it's unnecessary for the Biden administration to recommend that Israel not reoccupy Gaza. I think the last thing Israel wants to do, from Benjamin Netanyahu down to ordinary, normal Israeli citizens, uh, is to have to reoccupy Gaza and be responsible, say, for public services or security there. That's why Israel left almost 20 years ago. Cotton was interviewed on the Salem Radio Network. Since the collapse of the truce, Israel has turned its focus in Gaza to root out Hamas terrorists that are holed up there. Also at SRNews.com, GOP Senator Lindsey Graham is warning Democrats there will be no deal on foreign aid to Ukraine and Israel until they address the crisis at the southern border. Bob Agnew reports. The world is on fire. Senator Graham using his opening remarks at the Judiciary Committee's annual FBI oversight hearing to complain that while Democrats may take seriously aid to Ukraine and Israel... When it comes to our border, you're playing a game of doing the least amount possible to pick 10 or 12 of us off. It ain't happening. Not enough Republican votes, he says, to pass a foreign aid bill that ignores the real and present danger at the southern U.S. border. There will be no assistance to other nations 
who are deserving until we assist our own nation. Bob Agner reporting. U.S. employers posting 8.7 million job openings in October. That's the fewest since March 2021. Uh, in a sign that hiring is cooling in the face of higher interest rates, yet remains at a still healthy pace. This is SRN News. This is Bible League International. In this season of giving, would you remember that 9 of 10 new believers in the regions of Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America go without what's so basic to the Christian faith, and that is having a Bible? Everyone wants to read the Bible, but many of them will be sharing a single Bible. If you were among those numbers, you would pray that someone, anyone, would bring you a Bible. When I receive Bible from the church, and I really love to read and read it, read it again, and because of those reading, God is really blessing my heart. Truth Radio listeners, you have blessed 600 Bibleist believers around the world. Our goal is 1,200. We need to wrap up this week, so please, at $5 a Bible, $100 since 20, would you pray about it? And then make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give at ilovethetruth.com. I've seen people being changed by reading the Scripture, giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. In this final week, call 800-YES-WORD or give it ilovethetruth.com. Argyle Forest Boulevard's congested east and westbound between Blanding and Old Middleburg Road. The West Beltway, lots of traffic both directions from US-17 to Duval Road. Butler Boulevard's problem-free from Belford to 3rd Street. Cloudy with a breeze overnight, low 48. Lots of sunshine Wednesday near 65. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Obviously, I was kind of wanting we, some we more of that. We got swept up in that, right? <laughs> exactly. Glad you tuned in this afternoon. Um, we are in Mark chapter 1, but I do want to just make quick mention of this. Um, tomorrow, we, I guess, get started for the week with the uh, Bible studies. And uh, if you're interested in uh, attending one of the Bible studies in person, we'd love to have you. You can go to SWATradio.com. You can click on the meetings tab. You'll see there's a meeting tomorrow morning. There's a meeting tomorrow afternoon. There's another one Thursday morning, another one Thursday night on Zoom, Mm -hmm. and then another one Friday down in St. Augustine. Love to have you in person. So, again, go to SWATradio.com, check out the meetings tab, and uh, come get plugged in. Love to have you. Yeah, we would. Well, Brad, I want to go back because we talked yesterday. We spent a lot of time about the authority of Messiah over disease, which is a consequence of sin. And he he basically, remember, there was no healed disease until the late 1800s. There was no knowledge of viruses. And Jesus just rebuked the, the fever 
took her by the hand, left her up, and it left her immediately. The healing was instant. And that's the one thing. We have a lot of people today. Now, listen, this is not to say you can't pray for people. We yeah. should pray for people. Hmm. We should pray for their healing. That's a compassionate thing. We don't want anybody to suffer. But unfortunately, a lot of people have been duped. Do you know Kenneth Copeland has about 400,000 people that support his ministry, which is full of biblical error. It's full. I mean, it's it's awful. And he has been one of those fake healer people. Benny Hinn, another. We had Costi Hinn on years ago. Yeah, Benny Hinn's nephew who told mm-hmm. us Benny Hinn's still doing healing services, right? And here's the thing. I it would be great if you and I had the healing power to go and and just put our hand on somebody and say a prayer and see God do do that healing. Or to go through, you know, the hospital down at Wolfson uh, or go to Mayo Clinic to the cancer ward and just yep. pray for people. Um, but you know what? The healers don't do that. Have you ever noticed that? They don't go out. Jesus went out among people. They get people to come to their special events. Mm -hmm. They screen who comes in there. And these people don't go overseas to do it. Uh, In fact, I remember one particular person that I was working with a guy over in Africa. And one of these particular healer people, I'm not going to say his name, would not go over there unless he was guaranteed a million dollars in donations Mm. before he came from Africa. I mean, like this is crazy, right? And so they say things like, send me money. If you send in a hundred dollars, I will, I will take your request before God. In fact, I remember not too long ago, Lori and I got this healing prayer cloth in the mail. Just (laughs) send in your donation, right? These people, claim to be able to take this magic device healing cloth and and it'll heal you uh if if you'll just give money Mm. seed money is what they call it and so but here's the thing about jesus and we just looked at it all right jesus healed people by just speaking it he would just say it or touch them they would touch him and it would be instant. It's not. It's not something that um, took a while. Remember, over in Matthew eight, the centurion, yeah. uh, he, when when uh, he he sent his servant, he asked Jesus to heal him at the very hour. It says that he said he's healed. He, he was healed, and so it was immediate. And the third thing is he healed completely, like Peter's mother in law. She got up yeah. and was bounding into service, right? And it says she, immediately. Yes, she did. And then um, Jesus healed everyone that he pronounced a healing over. Yeah. There have been people who are fake healers that pray, and then they blame the people because they don't have faith. Now, that's that's just abusive right there. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus healed the people that he said something over or he touched and he told them they were healed right you know uh, we've one of our guests we've had before justin peters uh Mm -hmm. i I like what he says he says you know prosperity preachers often make the claim 
that Jesus healed every sick person with whom he came into contact. Uh, they'll often uh, quote uh, Matthew twelve fifteen, which says, many followed him and he healed them all. It is true that in the instance in the instance Jesus did apparently grant healing to all of those who followed him. It says in this particular instance there are other occasions, however, in which Jesus apparently did not heal them all. Uh, John chapter five uh, addresses that. Yes, and and so I think you, you got to be careful. You know, I think you did a great job of talking about the fact. Listen, healing absolutely pray for healing. Yeah. Uh, but this idea that Jesus healed everybody? No. You know, no, he didn't heal everybody, but he healed everybody he wanted to heal. Exactly. And he yep. did not fail when he pronounced a healing over somebody. And that's the point I was yep. trying to make is that if Jesus said, you know, be gone, sickness, or you're healed, your faith has made you well, then it wasn't like, oh, we need, you, you don't have enough faith for this. Exactly. There have been people, Brad, who have told people that the death of their loved one came because they did not have enough yeah. faith. Is that not That's insane? cruel. That is abusive yeah. to tell people that. And people have written books and they've put that stuff in print. And so here's one thing. As we, as we look at verses 32 to 34, we got into it yesterday. It says it was evening why the sabbath had ended at evening and they begin to bring everybody can you imagine the whole city of capernaum all right let's say let's say it was only four or five hundred people it was probably more than that it, it, it might have been closer to 1600 mm-hmm. 2000 people but let's say that all those people were showing up with people that were sick or had demons can you just imagine for a second here you are a disciple and you see this and you're just watching him heal you're going oh my gosh this is this is the messiah it's we're mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. you can see why they were in such a frenzy when he left right but these people were not looking for spiritual healing they wanted physical healing yeah. they, and and so when we think about our own life so often isn't that the case when people come to Christ, they just want deliverance from the consequences of their sin or the consequences of sin, period. They, they're they not looking for their own deliverance of, for the power of sin, uh, their own deliverance from the consequences long term. They're wanting the short term consequences, mm-hmm. the pain of sin, the pain of death, the pain of disease. They're looking for relief more than they are to be restored, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's one of the things Jesus did not want. He did not want to be identified as just a healer or some kind of magician. Um, in fact, there's a lot of people that um, would identify with Jesus. All these fake healers I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. They talk a lot about Jesus. In fact, they say a lot of true things about Jesus. But one of the most dangerous forms of heresy is the kind that affirms Jesus but teaches lies. Now think about that. Mm -hmm. Let that sink in for a second. And and you and I have both heard people say, well, they love Jesus. I mean, they don't say, I mean, they, they love Jesus. Do they? Do they really? Right. You know, do they really love Jesus? Because 
if they really love Jesus, they would teach truth. Exactly. They, they would not be teaching lies. And the, the whole point of Jesus healing, my wife's texting me. I like it when she's listening because <laughs> that means I'll get some freebies. She'll send because she, she's a much better Bible student than I am. Jesus healed, she said, so that we could come near God, period. That's why he healed people. He healed to validate his message and that he was, listen, there were, how were they going to know if somebody was from God? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, exactly. to heal a demon exactly. is a supernatural act. <laughs> to heal a disease is a supernatural act. Yeah. And so it validated his message and him as the messenger, the that's Messiah. True. And that's, the, that's what he was doing it for. If you go back to Isaiah chapter 53, it says, he, Messiah, will do this. He will heal people from their diseases, right? And and so, um, you know something interesting that Lori brought up, we were talking the other day, and it's true. All disease is the outcome of sin, but all disease would have made those people unclean. Like, hmm. I mean, they couldn't go to the temple. Exactly. It kept them from God. So in healing them, whether they were blind, lame, lepers, it didn't matter. It kept them from God's presence. And Jesus says, no, I'm not going to let this keep you from the... Isn't that great? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, even even looking at the fact that, he, you know, his, Peter's mother-in-law, he touched her. How often do we touch people who have a fever? <laughs> no, we go, get away. Give me, give me. Give them the cross. Get away. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Glad you tuned in. Call us, 844-777-7928. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Augustine at 91.9. Said the night went to the 
SWAT Radio. Glad you tuned in this afternoon. If you want to call us during this last segment, we would love to hear from you. 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you have any questions, again, you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Doug, I was just looking at 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 says that the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Mm -hmm. Illness this is all the works of sin. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to, to, uh, Lori's point too, is, um, can you mention what she said? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to do that. Uh, you know, uh, she, uh, Lori just, um, she had texted me and said that, uh, we want healing for ourselves, but Jesus heals so we can come near God, um, because only God can truly heal. And, and it is the consequence of sin mm-hmm. that brings sickness, that brings disease. And uh, what happens is in, uh, during that time period, especially if you, had a, if you were blind, if you were deaf, if you were mute, if you were lame, if you had a fever, a lot of times they, in fact, most of the time they thought that you were had sinned or you were unclean in some way and you would not have been allowed to go into the temple like that and so um you know uh, and so most of those people that were coming to jesus that evening they wanted physical healing but Mm -hmm. he did not come to heal just for the temporary he came primarily to heal for the eternal and so it says that he healed many, he cast out many demons, and um, because he came to heal souls, and it authenticated him as a Messiah. But today, if you look at our culture today, Brad, I mean, just think about this for a second. Do you realize that if you read through the Bible, and let's say you go from Abraham to Isaiah, do you realize that that's a period of time of about 1,500 years in Scripture that God has revealed to us? He only reveals during that time maybe 20 miraculous healings hmm. during that whole time. And, you know, and then if you go from like maybe Isaiah to Jesus, there's none. Yeah. There's not one. And so John the Baptist didn't heal anybody that we know of. And yet Jesus said he was the greatest human ever yeah. up until that point. And so you you would look around at what's going to, on today. It, it, it would make what happened in the Bible look like nothing. I mean, like right. you would think that <laughs> it's just, and it's this, this pouring out. And they use that verse in Acts 2, him pouring out his spirit. 
in the last days, it, it was not about that. It mm -hmm. was to authenticate him as Messiah. In fact, if you go back and you look in the New Testament, Paul, was he sick? Yes. Yes, he was. Yeah. Timothy, his <clears throat> protege, yeah. was he sick? Yes. Um, another guy he mentored was a guy named Trophimus. Mm -hmm. He says, I left Trophimus sick. Why didn't Paul heal him? He had the gift of healing. Why yeah. didn't he heal him? Mm -hmm. Epaphroditus yeah. was sick. You see, the problem is there, there's not even any healing ministry instructions in the pastoral epistles at all. Jesus proved he was ultimately able to heal all our diseases during his time on earth by doing some temporary healings, but everybody that he healed ultimately died. Do you know that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that's right. he healed these people, but they he, ultimately even died. Laz even Lazarus uh, ended up dying again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he healed to authenticate his messiahship. Yeah. His and, authority. Yeah. And, yeah. and to sh show that one day that he had the power to uh, give us victory over death um, and victory over disease and victory over sin. What strikes me, Brad, is a lot of times you hear a lot of these fake healers talking about the power he gives us over disease, the power he gives us over financial ruin. Mm. But you don't hear him talking about the power over sin a lot. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, exactly. And, and so... Mm. Um, it is something, uh, you know, if, if, do you think if God really distributed his gift of healing today, he would give it to people that had terrible theology? No, he would not. No, <clears throat> no. You know, uh, do you really think he would authenticate Benny Hinn's theology, Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar? Their theology is awful. It's terrible. It, it doesn't line up with the Bible. And God is not going to do that. Um, so today, how are we authenticated? By the word, the written word of God. You know God's people today by the way they're proclaiming the truth. And if that truth matches up with his word, then mm -hmm. we know that person is from God. Yeah. And so um, anyway, uh, that, that really is the essence of what, we were looking at today that the ministry authority of Messiah, he has authority over disease. He has authority over demons. And, you know, I, I said this yesterday, the whole demonic uh, possession thing or inside a control, a demon inside of somebody was to mimic what the Holy Spirit would ultimately do to be in them, to control them for evil. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but it was temporary because Jesus came along and said, no, get out. Yeah. Get out, and by the way, don't tell people who I am. You, you, you I don't need you to tell people who I am. Yeah, mm. you know. Uh, so uh, he proved that he had that kind of authority. Yeah. So uh, it, it really is powerful to me this picture that we see of him in that. Can you imagine being yeah. in that little house? Yeah. The whole city coming in. Mm. It's crazy. Well, and it? I think going back to as we've kind of drilled in this Galleon, this. Mm this good news is that if we are to come to Christ uh, as the new king, mm -hmm. the new ruler, you have to believe he has the rule. He has the authority over uh, 
over the current ruler of this world. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing. We're putting our, our hope in that. But so oftentimes uh, we tend to think, well, he, you know, he has power over sickness. Yes, he does have, but he has power over sin. Yeah. And uh, interesting you brought that out. That so often, you know, these these uh, false teachers will talk about how Jesus has power over sickness, but they don't deal with the worst of sicknesses, which is, which sin. is sin. That's right. And, you know, that's one thing I love about Justin Peters. And by the way, uh, Justin Peters, we've had him on several times. Uh, he, he has a really good ministry. Justin grew up in that kind of teaching. Yeah. Justinpeters.org is his website. And he's got, he, he really, he, he's got some good resources on there. Uh, but everybody, Brad, that Jesus healed of sickness, uh, they died eventually. Yeah. And so we all are going to die and so if we don't have the spiritual healing, then we will not only die here on earth, we will experience the second death, which is eternal death, yes. which is why Jesus came. He came to redeem his people from that. And so as Messiah, we're going to see tomorrow Hopefully you'll be here, yeah. uh, uh, you know, but uh, you may be taking care of your grandkids. <laughs> um, but tomorrow we're going to look at verses 35 through 39 and the ministry aim of Messiah. We've looked at his authority. Tomorrow we're going to look at his aim on this not easy day that he is having. And we're going to look at his aim to know and obey the will of the Father and to preach and clarify the euangelion of the kingdom. Uh, but uh, real quick, before we go, um, uh, we have two radio stations in Meridian, Mississippi, um, at WMOX and WMER, and um, a, a good friend, um, uh, Robert Sanford, uh, ran a golf course there, um, golf course. Uh, he he uh, passed away. Uh, I went to school with Robert. I was a year behind him, but I played baseball with him, and uh, he... Uh, he was a he's been battling cancer for the past year and Briarwood Country Club was a a, a play a really good golf course and it was kind of uh going down here and it was going to go away and uh he got some investors they purchased it and he came up and he saved it you know put a plan together to <laughs> really save it and it's been there for a long time and uh he's going to be missed please uh pray for Linda uh, Margaret Ann and William in your prayers, his, his family. That's Robert Sanford. And, um, you know, if you're in Meridian, just lift up that family. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, seeing him when I'd go play golf there every now and then. Uh, I would <laughs> say see him. And we played baseball growing up. So you and I were talking about it earlier. We're just getting at that stage where we yeah. see our friends starting <clears throat> to go and but thank God, uh, Lori sent me another good text. Eternal death is everlasting separation. Eternal life is oneness with God. Yeah. Uh, isn't that great? Amen. To be one with our creator, Amen. which is what we all seek, right? Absolutely. Especially in the world we're living in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. Well, I hope to see you tomorrow, but I also hope you have a grandkid <laughs> and everybody's healthy. And yes, just pray you for You got to let us know one way or oh, pray I will, for Sarah. I will definitely Brad's let you know. daughter <laughs> is about to give birth to number 
Number ten. eight. Number or, eight. Uh, number eight. Yeah, I'm sorry. Number eight. Number eight and, for uh, them. Yeah, this will Ocho. be grand, grandson number six <laughs> yeah. for them, for us. And uh, yeah, yeah, pray for Vicky and I. We'll, we'll be. Uh, uh, we need to pray that y'all get some energy, man, because you're going to need it with all those kids. Amen. Amen yeah. to that. Glad you tuned in this afternoon. Again, uh, come join us for this for the Bible study tomorrow, SWATradio.com. Click on the Meetings tab. Come join us. Ladies out there, there's a study tomorrow. At 10 correct? o'clock. That's 10 right. 10 o'clock at the Salem Center. Yep.